because you're you're not from Chicago, right? right? Where are you from again? I'm from California. California. I'm from Orange County. It's oh, time wow. I'm from Orange County. The OC. The OC. Welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> yes, uh, that was you. I, that was, I thought I recognized yeah, Chad, you. Yeah, uh, Chad Michael Murray. Wasn't that him? Yeah. yeah. No. No. No, no, no. George that was, Clooney. Oh, who is that guy? Because he's in Grey's Anatomy, I think. And that's. Well, because there's uh, Adam. I'm Googling the OC now. Do it. But this one guy is, is not in it anymore. Oh, is that like one of the side characters, not like one of the main? Yeah, he's, he's not the one even... that beats up the Ben McKenzie, who... Adam Brody. Well, Adam Brody, well let me pull it up on my Peter phone, Gallagher. actually. Yeah, and his eyebrows. I'll, I'll oh, just yeah. play it. This is a villain. great clip. <laughs> uh, perfect then, uh, villain eyebrows. I, I, if I could only be so lucky to, to grow into those eyebrows. <laughs> it's a responsibility. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, what's up, dude? You got a problem? <laughs> Tell me. Look at him. Look at him. He's got a problem. He does have a problem. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got a puka shell necklace, <laughs> so you can tell that he's the bad guy. Yeah. He is. <laughs> I once had a puka shell necklace. <laughs> oh no shit. I always wanted that like look of the of the spiky hair. Yeah. When I was a kid. Oh, there it is. There, yep. This is how it's done in Orange County. Oh, God. <laughs> but just in case you didn't know where they were. Yeah. <laughs> What's that thing? What is the episode? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of the podcast where we watch... That episode of a TV show. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. All right. Yeah. I love that I got to witness that. That was amazing. (laughs) I've been hearing it for for months and now I'm a part of it. Now you're part of it. Uh That's how it goes down. Thank you both. That's how we throw it out. Thank you, Johnny. While you're busy dreaming of coffee, this man is already making your mom breakfast in bed. He once survived a jaguar attack and then befriended the jaguar. The man with everyone's hearts in his hands, the greatest British baker who's not even British, the extraordinary Johnny, not Carson, Flatley! Woo! Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. All of that's true. I know, the man, the legend. Wow. That was a deep dive into my past. I didn't Uh, think any of that would surface. I know uh, you didn't want to talk about it, but I actually Wikipedia'd you. So. No, I, I actually do want to talk about all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've forgotten a part of myself, and I really need to reconnect with that person. Oh man, I want to. I want to know who this jaguar is and what their deal. I want to know how many moms I've made coffee for. <laughs> Was that it? <laughs> Bre- breakfast in breakfast bed. In bed. <laughs> While it's the rest of the of world me. is sleeping, you're you're busy. Yeah, I, it's creepy every time. Yeah. Moms are like, "What are you?" Just kick the door down. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. It came early. (laughs) I imagine the food is so good that it's worth it to be terrified and then wait. The Jaguar is your mom. Whoa. You were raised by Jaguars? What? I blocked a lot of this out, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So this week you brought to us a show. You brought to us a show, Johnny. A show. You brought to us Venture Bros. Yes. Uh, the episode is called Home is Where the Hate Is. Yes. It aired June 22nd, 2008 on Cartoon Network. It was on the Adult Swim mm-hmm. block. The show description is Dr. Venture receives an unorthodox introduction to his new guild-assigned nemesis. It was directed by Christopher McCullough and was written by Doc Hammer and Christopher McCullough. And it starred James Urbaniak, Patrick Warburton, Michael Stinker... Sinternicloss. Mm. Also, Doc Hammer is also in it. Doc Hammer is Mr. Dr. Girlfriend. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Doc, Doc Hammer and, well, Chris McCullough is, is his real name, but he goes by, I believe, Jackson Public. Um, they voice a majority <laughs> oh. of the characters on the show. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Why, well, okay. okay you, already uh, lore and fact drop right there. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, why'd you pick this show? I picked the show for you guys because I really love the show. Initially, I Futurama's my jam, mm-hmm. so I was going to pick that, and then I heard the episode, uh, which was awesome. Really loved it. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Zach. Shout yeah. out to Zach. Shout out to literally all of the other people that I work with uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as well that true, have been yeah. on the show. <laughs> so I picked as a backup. Law and Order SVU, and then I I looked at the synopsis for that particular episode, and I figured I was not qualified to touch on the subjects that that covers. Yeah, Uh, I don't know if anyone is probably not, and it's kind of a downer, Mm -hmm. like just the show in general. And so then my next idea was uh, the Venture Brothers, which is a show that I've really always enjoyed. And uh, there's some parts of it I was telling Adam. There's some parts that have for sure not aged very well uh, in terms of. Some of the jokes and some of the material, but overall, I do think it's a very well written show, and yeah, I just really enjoy it. Hell yeah! It was so good. Like, yeah. like the jokes hit every every line. I mean, that's like the marker of a good show, and comedies do it really well. Like, or good comedies do anyway, right? Where like every line is doing the work of like setting up a joke, being a joke, being the punchline for a joke, setting up something like now and later in the episode that's going to come back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, it ended on two yeah, shrimp it, jokes. Yeah, it ended on two shrimp jokes that were uh, thematic with both the A and B plot. Yeah. And it was, it was, I mean, fantastic. Well, I mean, the, I don't know if that was the A and C plot. That might have been this, like, because because Dr. Venture and Monarch kind of had their own plots going on, but they became the same thing. And they both kind of, I, I guess Dr. Venture didn't get the lesson that Monarch did, but um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, uh, Dr. Venture were, seems like totally uh, everything happens around him and nothing yeah. like his life stays the same in this, at least in this episode. And yeah. I actually... I have, it's been so long since I've seen the show and I started watching it like when I was in high school. So oh. like, I, a lot of this is like, what's going on here? Yeah. 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 I, I haven't watched any of this show. I've just been told to watch it by my sister who is much smarter than me and uh, uh, knows good stuff. And I just haven't gotten <laughs> around to doing it. But I kind of see where this show is the makings of something that can be as beloved as Futurama or something. Just a a thing that has had probably dozens of hours of punch up added to a already like interesting premise. Um, And then the, this episode, while it was narratively pretty self-contained, you know, if you understand the superhero villain dynamic, 
And then what if they all went to a garden party together yeah. or like a, a modern, like, like schmoozing party together? How would that look? I mean, that's just a funny joke. That's a funny like concept. And, and it was a great, like. With like crazy characters. Yeah. Totally. There's no character in this that's normal. Yeah. Even the kids are weird. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What, uh, like, what's your favorite part of this show? Of this show? I really like the, so, I mean, it's, it's obviously a parody of old old shows like Johnny Quest or, yeah. you know, like the, the boys are supposed to be kind of like hardy boys, you know, uh, essentially right. in yeah. some, in some amalgam. And then you have like Brock, who's just this, you know, they call him the Swedish murder machine, like pretty frequently, <laughs> yeah. like early on. He's terrifying. He's yeah. And he's, <laughs> but at the same time, he's, you know, there's, there comes a point throughout the show where he's assigned to this family and then kind of grows to love the family unit oh. and kind of identifies that as like his family. Yeah. And so there's uh, just like the evolution of the characters and everything. It's just, yeah, just overall, that's what really draws me to it is just how fleshed out this world is. And And you were telling me that it's not even done. I I don't know for sure or not if it's like done, done. But I know that the most recent season like just came out, um, which is like 2021. Wild. Yeah. Because I this came out like when I was in high school or just out of high school. Yeah. When did the first season begin? Oh, 2003. 2003. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a little baby. Oh, my God. I was was like 11 or something. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I was so young. So first season, 2003. Third season, 2008. Yeah. Five years later, yeah. and only two seasons have gone by. Yeah. Or, that's wild. And part of that is because of how much control Chris McCullough and Doc Hammer uh, yeah. have yeah. over their world. Mm. That's I mean, fantastic. I have vivid memories in high school of watching this and like Brock being naked and covered in blood uh-huh. in, <laughs> on more than one occasion. Yeah. It happens often. Yeah. And then it happened in this episode. He yeah. just wasn't naked. He, yeah. But he was fully bloody. covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's a common occurrence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's even an episode I was just watching uh, where he has to be around all these kids all day and he like can't like most of the time he takes out his frustrations by just like beating the crap out of someone. And he couldn't because <laughs> there's just a bunch of kids all around. And then as soon as uh, of some villain show up, he just goes... <laughs> He just goes ham. Oh, man. Yeah. And yeah. Like, people are like, whoa, calm down, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's actually like a, a psycho killer. Yeah. Or like like somebody who's clearly experienced a lot of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's and never learned to properly deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Well, he, yeah. he learned to deal with it in a way that is very uh, financially effective for him so yeah. that he can have a job as a protective person. And he seems yeah. pretty effective at that. Yeah, he's the best. Is yeah. It? <laughs> Wait, so so this episode, okay, the world that this episode sits in, sure. Dr. Venture mm-hmm. has decided, was Dr. Venture always a bad guy? Like, I'm, I no, don't he's remember. he's a good guy. Isn't he? But in this, yeah, he's the good guy. And who's... then he's decided to join the bad guys? No, no, no. No, he's, yeah. He's, uh, so the monarch- Overall, has been his like arch enemy for most of the series. At the time of this, he's not allowed to be his arch enemy for <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, for one reason or another, and so a new arch enemy is found for Doctor Venture's family, uh, and that's Sergeant <laughs> Hatred. This <laughs> is so weird. Yeah, uh, who, if no one's seen the show, Sergeant Hatred is a thematically army villain. Who's got a big red H tattooed on his face, and then you find out later in the episode that the tattoo extends with the word hatred all the way down his body. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's where it kind of picks up, and Sergeant Hatred is there to kind of introduce himself, and because it's in this world organized villainy, and oh, the way yeah. they have it, like he's there to figure out like what makes him tick. And yeah, there's this sort of like negotiating of their relationship, yeah. uh, uh, sort of like a, they're in a business partnership yeah. almost. Oh, yeah. yeah. He has the them taking a test. Yeah. 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 I didn't. Okay. So I wasn't understanding exactly what was going on in uh, that okay. moment. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone else at the party is villains. Yeah. But he's invited him there to be like, hey, here's my new arch enemy. Well, because- he's also moved in. To the neighborhood. Like, the Venture Brothers moved into the neighborhood? No. Monarch just moved into that ah. neighborhood yes. because yeah. he probably, I I have no clue living why. living in, in the cocoon for most uh, of his yeah. life, right? Okay. Yeah. The flying L- cocoon. A life on the road. Well, they used to be in the Grand Canyon. Uh, that's right. Uh, that's that's right. Yeah, just that's right, right smack dab in the middle of it. <laughs> Doctor girlfriend and they're now married, engaged. Yeah, Doctor misses the monarch. Doctor ah. misses the monarch. Okay. Who, okay. Yeah. Who's um played by Doc Hammer? But that <laughs> this episode does this great thing, and I wonder if it's like the first time where they're talking about the monarch is just finding out that she smokes, <laughs> and there's like he's like, oh, it all makes sense. The ashtrays all over the place, and then he lists like one other thing. The, oh, the pine-scented hairspray. Yeah. And then Dr. Hatred is like, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the 40-year-old smoker voice. The three-packs-a-day 40-year-old <laughs> smoker voice. <Yeah. laughs> the monarch is so, like, he loves her, you know, and he's so in love with her that he just never, like, comprehended that as an outcome of, like, oh, she's got this crazy voice. Like, there's there's jokes throughout the series of, like, oh, is she a dude? Like, does she smoke all the time? All these other things. And uh-huh. he's just never... He's he's yeah, so in love with oblivious. her. Oblivious. Yeah. He's just been like, no, like that would that's not even a possibility in his head. And then all of a sudden he sees her smoking. It's like, oh, what, what? is you know? Uh yeah. And then still doesn't bring up the voice himself like someone yeah. else has to yeah. you know, he's do like it for him. He, he just yeah. doesn't address it at all. He's he's very self-centric and yeah. he kind of doesn't see her until forced to, I guess. I don't know. He kind of almost doesn't see her at all in this episode. Yeah, he is He is a little bit self... Uh, he's a bit of a narcissist. Mm. Yeah. The, but well, then, then he... Dr. Venture also seems to be very narcissistic <laughs> yeah. because he also has this like gross moment where he's like coming on to, <laughs> to her at the party. And I guess they had some night together or whatever and then she's just like nothing happened nothing happened and he's like oh well it wouldn't be uh, your fault if something did yeah it wouldn't be her fault <laughs> yeah because he's irresistible uh-huh. yeah he's very full of himself and uh, i had vibes of like um what's his name from from breaking bad i really thought of him when i was watching dr venture on the couch Hal, he's he's howling malcolm in the middle oh yeah walter white <laughs> walter white <Yeah>. yes because <laughs> he's, he's definitely very... got the same look too yeah know, the bald head oh. and the goatee <laughs> um i haven't watched any venture bros and i was just like floored by joke after joke after joke what do you get watching this being a person who's been watching what do you get watching this episode being a person who's seen this so many times, as I assume you have. In terms of the jokes? Yeah, I mean, uh, like the jokes and, and the episode as a whole. There's, as far as the jokes go, there's some that I I don't think I would have gotten when I first watched it. Because there's so many references to like pop culture that is like pretty specifically 90s based. Like they're yeah. very, and you know, this isn't 90s obviously, but they're very into David Bowie. Uh-huh. And uh, they're very into like old music videos. And like some of the villains are just <laughs> modeled after like old, like you know, Marvel or DC villains, you know, uh-huh. some sort of uh, version of them. But uh, 
now what I get from it is just I I see this episode and I I know what's going on like in the world like at least up to season five because that's where I've seen um, ah. and so like knowing that like there's jokes that probably just passed by you guys because there's no like basis for it otherwise <laughs> like and even like yeah. with uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Venture and. <laughs> there's so many doctor people. Yeah, you know? there's, yeah. Doctor there's Doctor and, Phantom and, Limb or something like that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> the- there's Phantom Limb, <laughs> whose whose house is actually the one that that's the house that they're moving into in the beginning ah. because he's been overthrown. Ah. You know, like he was kind of this overarching, uh, like number two in the guild. You know, of the organized villainy, the Guild of Calamitous Intent, <laughs> um, which is run by David Bowie, which you find oh. out in season two. Sick. Amazing spoilers, like retroactively. <laughs> uh, but that that interaction that he does have with Dr. Girlfriend is because in season one, episode, I don't know, two or three, there's this plot that the monarch does where he's like, okay, you have to go and seduce Dr. Venture oh, and then yeah. inject him with something <laughs> and he's going to turn into a butterfly, you know, and uh, <laughs> like to do that. So like she is trying to seduce him. And so like there's this chemistry that's happening with them. And so that's why he thinks like, oh, like this oh thing happened God. because he passes out eventually because he becomes this caterpillar. Uh-oh. I remember that episode. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and then she comes back because she feels bad and she gives him the antidote and he just oh. passes out again and wakes up and is like, oh, like I must have had a wild night, you know. That poor guy. Oh, man. <laughs> poor idiot. <laughs> he, uh, that's weird that he becomes part insect when uh, one of the one of the kids talks about like, follow your dreams, even if it's your dream where your dad becomes <laughs> like, you, there's a spider with your dad's face who steals your penis. Yeah. Or, Wait, that is a dream he's had. They, that's, they, that's definitely like alluding to dream. Cause like at this point in the show too, Dean uh, is having more and more panic attacks about like this life that they're living and like always being under attack. And like every time that there is an attack, they're like, get in the panic room. And so like, <laughs> He's just constantly like in fear for his life. Oh, and he just no. wants to be a normal oh, kid. Oh no! Wait, and Dean is so there's there's a brunette and a blonde. Dean is the brunette. The That's one, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, who dresses Hank. up like a clown in this episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to prank number twenty four. He's he's like doing like a Patch Adams. Yeah, he's doing a Patch <laughs> Adams thing. Oh, he's like right. there to make yeah. him feel better. Yeah, you know? but that like henchman uh, twenty one and Hank are pranking. Uh, henchman 24 it's good and then <laughs> hank is uh the one who's that severely ill his pancreas was taken out he he was stabbed by the moppets the moppets in, the, in like right. a previous episode they're horrifying they are and they're every, actually... everyone in the show is just like they're so creepy like <laughs> like almost universally they're just like god what are those things yeah well except why are they with <laughs> because the those Muppet. are those are uh dr girlfriend's henchmen from like her previous life like in her own like independent villainy oh i thought it was wild that uh 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 monarch couldn't have his goons there but she could <laughs> yeah. have her goons yeah. there. to be fair there's only two of them and there's that's a lot true. more monarchs. that's yeah. true that's true uh and monarch just names his goons by their number yeah. and that's yeah. it it's that's been three seasons and all you know is just their number that's all they get oh my god I mean, they, their <laughs> characters eventually get fleshed out as well and like even throughout this like yeah. 21 his name is gary and 24 <laughs> his name is oh god i totally forget but you know like they but have names you get to see their faces in this one yes. yeah i don't know if yeah. that was the first time or not but um I, that's a good question. I and don't they, know for sure. You you hear they have like other dreams. What did he want to be? A cabinet maker. A cabinet maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. A noble profession. It yeah. really is. But that's what I love about like these characters is that it's, you know, when you see like superheroes or supervillains or, you know, any 
version of these types of characters it's usually just you know when the action's happening or like to develop a plot or you know to move the story along and then there's episodes like this where it's like what would these people do like in their off time or like with like just a very normal like you know cocktail party type situation (laughs) it's like you know and he's like trying to run the the game where he's like hey you got a name tag on your back and you got to treat people like that name tag (laughs) there's a great joke in that where dr girlfriend formerly dr girlfriend she always dresses like Jackie O. Yeah. And they finally call it out in this. Yeah. Where they, she's, her character's Jackie O. And she's like, I'm what? Yeah, she has no idea who, ja- like, who Jackie O is. You're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know who Jackie O is? She just thinks the it's her own iconic look. Yeah. yeah. The voice. Uh, <laughs> the voice, the, the smoking. She's yeah. like, the 60s, that's for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm not leaving it. I refuse. They found my signature look. <laughs> No, but they all dress the same, though, right? Like, they all pretty much wear the same thing. The first, like, three seasons they all do, and then they start to change it up, like, as it ah. goes on, mm. and they kind of develop more. Like, season four, they're all wearing, like, the, the Venture family is kind of uniformly in this blue speed suit kind of look. <laughs> it's like this blue-themed... Uh, <laughs> speed suit. The speed suit is, like, this this one piece that Dr. Venture wears as his, like, science Oh, that's up. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's that's like amazing. The discerning I, outfit for any scientist that's super scientist, <laughs> you know. If you're if you're making like an iconic, if you're making a a show, right? If you're making a animated thing, I guess if you're making a live action thing too, you kind of need a look for each of your characters so that they're recognizable and kind of iconic looking. Yeah, it takes more than three seasons to get there. It seems mm-hmm. for any animated show, Mo- totally. it seems like most of them stick to the like you have your one outfit until we figure out like a uh, more bigger plots that, that you can actually, or, or that we can expand your character into a, a different outfit. Yeah. yeah and like then once, it becomes fun to it. Yeah. To see like, like there's, isn't there an episode of Bob's burgers where he's like marshmallow dresses him up or something. And you're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. marshmallow. No problem. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is great. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, there's a quote that I've heard from Matt Groening where it's uh, about character design. And he says that like the mark of like a great character design is when you can see it in silhouette and still recognize the character. Oh. Which I think is like true of a lot of maybe like Hank and Dean are like pretty close. But like you can obviously recognize like Dr. Dr. Girlfriend or the Monarch or Brock for sure. Because yes. he's like this Hulking so figure. Yeah. Or even Dr. Venture, you know, he's because he's all like wiry and he's got that little goatee in the bald head. And, and the, the slight hunch to yeah. him. Yeah. This, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's that's a really cool thing. Because like. I, I know, like the the Venture Bros logo is them in silhouette yeah. too. It's like it's them doing the the, the Venture. It's, yeah. it's that thing that they do. The, the boys they hold their <laughs> their fingers up in a V, so right. they like touch fingers. And, that's right. You know, Instead that's of like, a high five, yeah, it's, it's go team Venture, and, they go, <laughs> and it's like this whole bunch of lights that. It's actually harder them. to do it than you think. Yeah, it's real hard to connect. <laughs> you have to make that connection. Yeah, yeah that's tough. <laughs> oh my god. We would do it in high school. I try to do it. With you my would do that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was a funny show. It was like unique. You know, it was. Yeah. It was something that there wasn't anything out like it. Car- but Cartoon Network and Adult Swim did that with TV. There was yeah. a lot of really cool stuff that they started putting out that was like, oh, this is unique. This is yeah. I don't see that elsewhere. You know. Yeah, I think that was especially true with what like the string of shows that were very like uh super jail or super jail have you ever seen super jail no oh my god <laughs> i i'm not even qualified to like really explain it but it's like this very kind of crudely animated but like hyper violent 
uh, <laughs> very colorful show about this jail called Super Jail and the warden who's kind of like a Willy Wonka-esque. Oh, like, my God. Manic. Oh, gross. It's, it's crazy. Um, well, then they had. It's like an acid trip. What's like, that uh, one cool, with the cool, meatball? Cool. Uh, Aqua Teen oh, Hunger Force. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's yeah. a, and uh-huh. that one got movies. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we watched um, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. We did oh, watch yeah. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. Which like started off that whole Adult Swim kind of space. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, uh, this show hits me in kind of a similar spot that Incredibles does. Does that ah. does that like ring true for you as well? Incredibles, the the Pixar movie. In that sort of like, oh, there's uh, maybe it's just the color of it. Maybe it's just the era that I became aware of both these properties. But like. Uh, just a sort of like super, like a, a superhero, a grounded superhero space. Yeah, um, well, and, I could see and that. Despicable Me a little bit, right? Mm. Yeah, where like you're. S- <laughs> you, what were you gonna say? Because, because like you're, you're like, you're not not rooting for Doctor Monarch, right? You're kind of like. <laughs> you you kind of grow to yeah. to enjoy his presence, like despite like how kind of messed up he is and becomes and he yeah this one episode i saw him one i know it's three seasons in and you have like a, like background and stuff for him he is uh, very hard to spend time with even as yeah. an audience member <laughs> like this man he's, is yeah awful frustrating yeah he's got a grating <laughs> voice too oh, yeah yeah and like his all of his problems are yeah. are uh, he's making a way bigger deal out of them than he needs to it, yeah he's yeah. just obsessed yeah. with with the venture family yeah the venture for, and like everyone else considers the monarch like a low level villain, oh. like he's just causing so much menace to this one family. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like you don't necessarily are, you're not rooting for Doctor Venture really either. No, because he's not. Yeah. he's not a like good guy. By <laughs> so that's why it's like fuck Doctor Venture. But yeah. uh, but his kids are great. Yeah, like, well, I mean, does he solve problems? Is he like a like what kind of a, he's not? A, he doesn't seem like a hero kind of a person. He's, he's not, and even I believe. It's the start of season three. He's like trying to figure his life out, and he's he's got this brother, this like twin brother that he kind of enveloped in the womb that comes out later, like in at the end of one of the seasons, and and that brother is like this just super successful. He's you know he's kind of deformed, like he's got like an arm (laughs) that's like missing. You know, he's like kind of inside of Doctor Venture's body this whole time. Yeah, and so he comes out, and he's. Immediately more successful. He's immediately smarter. He's like charismatic, <laughs> handsome, like still despite everything. And and Doctor Venture still is he he's still living in his father's shadow, and then now he's living in his brother's shadow. Oh <laughs> no, kind of great. And so he's never quite, you know, he's never quite succeeding. He's just always kind of scraping by. And there's like constant <laughs> jokes throughout the series that are like, oh, like Doctor Venture's calling me. Oh, did he? You know, is he asking for money again? Or like, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he's not like a good guy because early on in the show he's he creates this machine that's like this pleasure machine. You step in and it's like this holographic thing and it's like all of your pleasures come true, you know, like anything that you desire is can just happen. And you find out later in the episode that it's powered by the soul of an orphan boy. And, <laughs> you know, and he's like very reluctant to to tell you about it, you know, oh, because no. they're like, What is this powered boy? He's like, oh, a little orphan, you know. Little uh, oh my god. Orphan boy. And he's like, You oh my god. you picked up an orphan and and, and put him into this machine, so he's not a good guy by like <laughs> by even traditional standards. Wow! I would say. But he is like the protagonist of the show, like him and the family. Yeah. But even then, it's like <laughs> you're. Yeah, I don't think you're watching because you want him to 
solve the the world's problems. I think you just want to see like what this character becomes more than yeah. anything. Oh, that's and cool. The great thing is that they're both. It seems like he's kind of like blissfully unaware of anything the monarch does, like it, until it becomes a real big issue. Yeah. You know, well, like p- being passed out for the entire <laughs> being in a cocoon and yeah. almost turning into a monarch. Yeah, wild. Yeah, which which I'm sure like uh, the other characters of the show probably knew what was going on, right? Like I can't remember exactly the specifics of the episode, he, but he doesn't even think. You know, because it, he gets the shot and he starts, you know, metamorphosing into this thing. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, this is because I've been dabbling in super science for so long. Like, never <laughs> ever being like, oh, it's, I'm a caterpillar that turns into this. Maybe yeah. the monarch has something to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just right over his head. Doesn't even affect him. Yeah. He's so into himself. Yeah. <laughs> so he is a narcissist. Yeah. But at the same, like, he's also, like, if you've ever seen Johnny Quest or... I guess that's like the biggest one that you can reference because that one has a a bodyguard, uh, a super scientist father, and then two boys who are kind of the accompanying. I um, I've never I seen Johnny Quest. Oh, I no, I don't. I guess I don't know that Touchstone really. I remember Johnny Test, uh, which was a, <laughs> a a Cartoon Network show when I was a kid. But yeah, Johnny Quest never. It's it's like they're. It's been so long since I've seen like yeah. an actual Johnny Quest episode, but it's I believe it's Hanna Barbera, like an old Hanna Barbera oh, cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that era. But, like like Yeah. Wow. And it's it's kind of drawn in the same style. Uh and it's about a family that goes on these adventures like around the world and you know, gets into, you know, whatever kind of scuffle uh yeah. a la like a mummy or something coming out there <laughs> uh-huh, or, uh-huh. you know. And uh classic. So this is like that take on it. Um but uh, kind of twisted in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I, they, they used to show Johnny Quest on Cartoon Network, too. Yeah, that's so. true. Oh, Boomerang. Yeah. That was Boomerang. the block, that yeah. was the block of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And they even bring those characters into the Venture huh? Brothers, like, I think because they had that connection uh, with Neat. with the overarching property. Right? That's Space mm-hmm. Ghost also is Hanna-Barbera. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. the original show was. Oh, yeah. wow. And they they just took they re-edited it basically. They just took the all the <laughs> all the cells, all the like <laughs> yeah. animation bits from it and made this weird talk show out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh with a they just Where wild they have improv. to justify when Space Ghost is trying to laser something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like his gestures are all that like mm. yeah. <laughs> which is just brilliant too, which uh-huh. is or like when he's yeah. Sometimes he'll get like up in arms about something and it's, yeah, it's it, really hard to explain that. It's it's a very, that's a very hands-on version of what this is doing more narratively and thematically, which is just re, re, uh, uh, getting our hands back on these things that we remember and like being like, okay, I, I liked this as a kid, but if I play with it now, I could see where it's thin and where like narrative can be like filled out and where, where jokes can be made about this whole thing. It's, yeah. it's a re, uh, conoitering. That doesn't make <laughs> it's, it's, no, that it's perfectly encapsulates it. That's when you, you yeah. borrow something from, Is that what that is? Oh, yeah. I believe it is reconnoitering. It's like you're not stealing it. (laughs) You reconnoiter it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah, Very obvious. Don't don't look it up. Don't don't look it up out there. Uh, It it is what it sounds like. Oh, I'm no, we're very wrong. I'm very wrong anyway. Oh. 
Is connoitering an actual <laughs> word? Reconnoiter is to make a military observation uh. of a region. I can't recon. believe that's an actual word. Yeah, that's it's where a recon. recon. That's yeah. That's okay. where that comes from. Wow. And I understand why they don't want to say reconnoiter. Mm-hmm. That's just silly. It is. <laughs> We're doing some recon. Yeah. Reconnoitering. We're just reconnoitering. I, and then, how, so, so Brock. Yes. Patrick Warburton. Yeah. It's one of the coolest characters on the show. Yeah. One of the one coolest of the, voices. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. yeah. You sound like him. <laughs> I've, I've heard that before in the past. Um, yeah. 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 It's great. I mean, hey, he's yeah. iconic. Hey, yeah. And so, I mean, this came out probably not that long after the Emperor's New Groove, too. Probably he's, around the yeah. same time, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this guy was having a great year. And, I mean, he's in Family Guy. He plays Joe. That's right. Um, Joe. Yeah, he... He was, the, he was he, the tick? He is the tick, yeah. He's, this man will never be out of work because his voice yeah. is so it's He, so he doesn't have to do anything particularly different to his voice. He's yeah. just him and maybe like a little exaggerated periodically. And you know? people want to hear that. 2000. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So three years later, <laughs> yeah. they were like, let's get you on the Venture Brothers. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of the most <laughs> iconic lines is that him being a squirrel. Just squeakity yeah, squeak. Squeaker. Squeaker and McSqueakin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You owe me a new acorn. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to do much work at all. Yeah. You're right. If you but and you've watched this episode on on DVD, and you also got extra information from that, it, namely being that you have seen Doctor Venture's dick, which is featured in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> and taint, and taint, and the, taint. It's got the front and reverse shot. Wow. <laughs> They're very detailed. Me, um, and many yeah. times, yeah, and not just once. It's like a black block when he's getting even, in the hot tub. It's like yeah. swinging around too. They're really like covering it, like motion capture. What a choice! Oh, wow. bar, you know? <laughs> oh my god! When they were airing it, were they censoring it like they censored it? Yeah, it, yeah. It, that, that would weird. be like what it showed up on as, as TV. We're watching HBO though, which uh, infamously lots of taint and penis <laughs> it's visible, nothing but taint and penis. visible it's on that network. Taint track. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for most of the shows, there must be taint. <laughs> <laughs> That's their new show that's coming out. There must be taint. <laughs> there must be taint. It's a reality show. It's oh, a competition. No. <laughs> Our favorite. Not the best <laughs> a lot of people don't realize the diet you have to maintain to maintain. achieve. Maintain for excellent taint. Uh, yeah. Did you glean anything from the, the DVD that, that we didn't catch? Um, part of the way that they write, I guess, is they write the uh, Doc Hammer and Jackson public. Um, they write the episode like separately and then they come back together and reconvene and see like what works. And ah. um, that was something that I had heard. Mm. Uh, and they also it, they didn't really talk about the episode too much. You know, uh, aside for like some of the like pop culture references and Mm -hmm. just things that happen later on, um, like characters that die or, you know, just kind of like confirming in their in their commentary for that one, like things that happen way later in the season. Oh, wow. Oh, dang. Oh, so yeah, they're probably doing this after the season's already done. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I imagine so. I did know about the like the writing that normally that happens separately for an episode. Yeah, and, and then, then they you, come together. You punch up the script from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And I wonder if they have punch-up writers or if they just do the jokes themselves. I think they do the majority of them. Because that's also, I think, why it's taken so long between seasons. Because Uh. they have so much control that it's almost like a hindrance to things coming out in a timely manner. Right. But like a benefit to the show overall writing-wise, which which I really enjoy. Uh, yeah. And, and I think a lot of the fans do. Very too. consistent. Yeah. That's that's a craft thing that, uh, like we've talked about, the quality of writing and the skill of writing shows like, uh, what's one of the shows that we watched that was, they would have to come up with 20 episodes or whatever every oh, season. Simpsons. Like the Simpsons, yeah. X-Files. Like they needed writers who could write these episodes and they had to do it every year. They had to crank out like a bunch yeah. of episodes. And that's yeah. a, that's like a, tough thing to do and you have to be very skilled to to like be able to operate at that level but then totally. inevitably you're gonna have a lot of bad stuff going on too because you just have to get something out yeah. and it's like filler episodes yeah. yeah and and this felt like a filler episode almost but it but it it, it was so engaged in all of these characters that it, like it doesn't feel like wasted time like yeah. this and felt it sets like up a lot it seemed yeah. like it was setting up a lot too. Yeah, totally. yeah, and and I and I came to understand the dynamic and like the you're not so different, you and I kind of thing has already <laughs> been played out, and you can kind of you already recognize that both Monarch and Venture are very similar people. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. total foils. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But being able to take time on a project and really like make it happen, this is like like that's a. Yeah admirable thing Mm -hmm. that's a very cool thing and you don't see that often like i i can only think of one other thing that's like that and it's a it's an anime (laughs) hunter x hunter where the watch that where the guy like takes a long time to come up with each season um and he like years between seasons because he's working on the whole thing you know and he's he's so uh uh about the quality of it yeah yeah well even now if you have a show that is really good. I a lot of times it comes down to it's the writers and it's the showrunner too. Like that's mm-hmm. so if you have a great team that supports you, then you can you can keep characters true to like what they're supposed to be or you can change them to where they need to be. And that mm-hmm. happens a lot I think on live television and not necessarily animated on animated like we with high there's so much more liberty mm. with the storytelling. Because you can have those characters be that age for however long. Right. Right? And you can do an episode that is just one set in a volleyball tournament, you know? One set. 20 minutes of television out of, like, 10 seconds of actual real-time action. Yeah. And so, so like, with animation, it's great that you can get that. And, like, Archer does that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, some of the seasons are, like, copy and paste of the old seasons or whatever. Kind of the things that happen and the character development that occurs. But they're they choose like a different theme each time. Like the the Miami Vice ones and the there was like a Smokey and the Bandit one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Realm in there. So I feel like you can do so much more with animation. And this they're lucky enough to crank out really good stuff every time. And and instead of like on the Simpsons where you lose Conan and then <laughs> the quality it's like we lost our best writer what are we gonna do you know yeah upon hearing this go back and listen to the Simpsons episode. <laughs> and, yeah well the guy we did it with Matt he was telling us that he thinks that 
Comedy writing is better on shows where you had to, like, you didn't have the time you do on streaming networks. Where, like, they're going in on their first season and it's great right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't have to worry about commercials or whatever else. And it just seemed like it was harder to crank out 22 episodes a season rather than 12. Mm. Right? So he was saying that some of the Emmy, when Ted Lasso won, he had issue with it. Yeah. That it won an Emmy. For really? only having eight episodes yeah. of television. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was talking about that. And I, while I get his point, um, there is something to be said about, you know, television like this. This uh, this show took years to write. It wasn't, like, cranked out in, and they, I don't know how many episodes there are in a season. I think there's, like, four. 14, 15, 14, maybe? 15. That's more yeah, like average yeah. television show, but it's, it's, they take their time to come up with the, the stories and the writing and stuff. Yeah. Um, and who's to say, uh, what's the best way to go about it? Because Emmys, we well, gotta have an Emmys every year. You gotta award the best of the year. Um, <laughs> that's but, why you should always go for the Emmy. Cause they're going to give it to someone. <laughs> 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 or like, or like anything, you. anything that happens in Chicago, I'm like, or like I see people getting on best of lists and stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, obviously they were gonna put somebody on this list, mm. you know? Why not? You know, whoever, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a good mentality. They're looking for stuff in Chicago. Yeah, why? It could be you. It could be you. <laughs> you Lisa. could be the best. <laughs> The best of Lisa's. Yeah, the best Lisa in Chicago. Best Lisa in Chicago. I wasn't talking about me specifically, but you know. (laughs) She's really trying to get you back on the baking bent uh, to like get you on that best of list of best bakers in Chicago. Nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's Johnny Flatley. I don't even know if you bake, but you do paint. I I have painted. He dressed up as Bob Ross. uh, Yeah, that's fun. I did. That was my one of my uh, pandemic outlets. uh, Was I started watching the Bob Ross episodes Mm -hmm. that are just all on youtube and i was like you know what he says everyone can paint i'm gonna i'm gonna take a whack at it yeah and i would do it and it's it is very calming and very fun yeah and i haven't done it in a year and a half because (laughs) stress because of flash or stress (laughs) and also i i'm just one of those people that i like to try like a bunch of you know like okay like i gotta learn this new thing like this is gonna be great i'm gonna learn it as much as i can up to be like ah. semi-proficient and i'm bored with it i'm yeah. gonna do something new i got something else to Jack focus yeah. Over yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah yeah adam does that too oh yeah i drop things like they are made of hot paper he was a he was a, <laughs> a smoking meats guy for a while oh yeah you really yeah, yeah it was i mean i work at a barbecue place now okay um but yeah i used to smoke meats and like i mean honestly i would go if i had the you know, patio space of, of a yard, a grill, I would do that. But, but yeah, I, I used to just like <laughs> take time hours, you know, overnight yeah. through a full day of just smoking meats, <laughs> ribs, brisket, whatever you want on there. Cheese. I did once fish. Cheese is hard. Cause it's like a cold smoke. I did it in the winter, in the Minnesota winter. A lot nice. easier. But then the thing about cheese is when you smoke it, you can't eat it right away. You got to wrap it up in plastic and let it sit for a couple months for all that. A couple months? Really? couple months for oh all that God. smoke to all the way in. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't have time. The right? Just inject have, like a months? pocket of smoke yeah. in the middle of the cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you take a bite, it's like, oh. <laughs> we just, we just so get smoky. that liquid smoke. Yeah. We just dip the cheese in it every bite. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yummy salsa. Yikes. Liquid cheese, liquid smoke. Uh-huh. That's, that's all you need. Oh. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, no. Yeah, melt it together. Ooh, it's better. 
I Why do- go to a barbecue? Exactly. Barbecue? <laughs> Why go to a barbecue? <laughs> Is that how I said it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Venture Brothers, great show. Venture Glad they Bros. take their time on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, you can tell when a show has taken its time and is like, it really cares about its characters. Yeah. Oh, well, I do feel like you can tell, but after watching that episode, I wasn't like, oh, they must have taken a long time to write that. Like, I didn't think that at all. It was <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, that's some really like snappy writing. Oh, yeah. that was like fast and funny. Wow. I could watch another episode. Yeah, yeah, there's like no downtime, like in terms of uh, content, I guess. Yeah, you know, like for the episode, like even like when Brock, Brock is just in the other room watching TV, uh-huh. like alone. It's just like, yeah, he would do that. Like that's a great like character trait where he's he's not going to be into the party games. Like he's already <laughs> done with it. And he's like, I'm going to watch this a little history sucks. channel like about weapons. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fire this giant crossbow. I want to yeah. see them yeah. fire the giant crossbow. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. also being unconcerned with uh, whatever house he's in uh-huh. and their pet. Uh, <laughs> the, like cat, the, the pet that cat happens cat. to be there, he's just like, oh, whatever. Which it like, sounds like it was a, a like a live tiger, yeah. Or something. Wow, yeah. They're they talking about it. The, I that was an affront to yeah. me. I'm like, you just let that cat out. <laughs> yeah, he just, <laughs> just door, let that door open. Well, no you concern. gotta leave the wow. door shut, or the cat'll get out. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't fucking know what a cat yeah. is. Yeah, like, it was big. <laughs> <laughs> there was like. So many moments in this episode that made me think of like The Office and how its characters will just do benign things, and that thing will be really funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a normal thing that somehow is hilarious. Well, like anything with Creed is always just like hilarious because he's just so. I don't know if those things are ever normal. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the the cat thing, for instance. Yeah. That's like a. Of course, that's really funny because he's a super villain and it's like why the fuck yeah like why does he have a cat he, he gives us he cares about this door being closed because yep. he loves his cat and the missus is gone and he yeah. doesn't want her to worry about yeah. the cat yeah he has the exact same doors i have in my hall yeah. over there and yeah. and i get that pain of being like it doesn't it, it won't it won't come. i gotta like jiggle it the right way for it to actually activate i totally get that frustration who designed with these it. doors yeah who designed these doors I don't know. they're like they're like cheap too they're and they're hard to repair. They're so hard to I've repair. I've tried to do it. Very easy to break. <laughs> very hard to repair. Yeah. But it, it does, they are well-contained. They are a well-contained, you know, uh, There's something fixture. about them, too. That's just like, oh, yeah. this is, I like this. Yeah. Even right? though they're such a hassle, it's like, I like these doors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got a good vibe to them. Yeah. Huh? Well, yeah. because you can close it, and it's like, that's its own space. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. something that curtains that, don't like have. Like doors. They don't mostly. have that class. Oh. Yeah. You know? What? Curtains are usually like a classier if you vibe, get, right? Unless you they're just, like beaded curtains. Oh. You got to get them installed right, too. <laughs> uh-huh. It's about the install yeah. of the curtain, right? <laughs> Interesting. What kind of rod are you working with? Right, 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 Where, right. What kind of fabric are you working with? <laughs> See, when you, when you tie curtain and class together, I think of like a theater curtain. That's what I imagine. Oh, like a big red, <laughs> yeah. like heavy. heavy yeah. yeah. big momentous reveal yeah you know, they come Ooh. apart and it's like oh oh it's about to go down mm-hmm. you should get one of those for your front door adam you yeah. think or the bathroom <laughs> 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 no one come in here it's about to go down yeah. <laughs> uh, honey i'm about to leave the restroom do you mind opening the curtains for me 
Would you mind the, what even is that? What's the, the what's fly that called? Rail. Would you mind the fly rail, honey? Is that what it's called? It is in a theater, but you would call it, it would just be a simple pulley system in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be that heavy. I like fly rail, but. Yeah, the fly rail. Yeah, the more Man the fly uh-huh. rail. Uh-huh. <laughs> Darling, would you man the fly rail? <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to do my exit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very villainous thing. That sounds like something yeah. the, the monarch would have. Doctor girlfriend, uh, Mrs. Doctor Mrs. Monarch. Doctor Mrs. Mrs. Doctor the monarch. Doctor Mrs. Monarch. The monarch. Yeah. Sounds Dr. like something Mrs. the monarch. They would have her do, and she's busy just trying to have a normal life. It sounds like. Yeah. She's like, I'm done being a supervillain. I'm over it. Like. But what? she's like really. There's like other episodes where you're like, oh, she's really good at this, but oh. she just is. She just loves. Uh, the monarch and has like totally given up like most of her own like villainy wow. uh, practice. What? She's really good, but he's awful. He's <laughs> he's bad at, at being a supervillain. I think he like gets better as the show goes on, but he's so like pinpoint laser focused on Doctor Venture that mm-hmm. he's like hindering himself. Mm-hmm. Is this me? Or is um. It? Oh shoot! That one was me. You son <laughs> of a bitch. It. I'm so sorry. I'm that makes sorry, sense. listeners. And one of the best jokes in this episode is the is the the pinpoint what like explosive oh, that he yeah. puts on his back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when he should just be having a good time at this party with his wife. Yeah. Playing yeah. they're they're doing they're killing it in charades. Yeah. Doing card party <laughs> games. Yeah, killing it in charades. Yeah. Except he's he's so caught up in in Arching. Arching. As they call it. Yeah. What is that? Like arch villainy. Oh, like wow. When you're, that's like, silent. Like my arch nemesis, you know, silent. but they just shorten okay. it to like, oh, like this is, this is what arching is, you know? That was great. <laughs> now, I didn't, I didn't get it at all until you said it. I was like, what is arching? Arching. Why are you know, they doing this? It's that right? yoga pose. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good for the lower back. Do not do yoga. Uh, makes me dizzy. Oh. Uh. This, the sun is like so right tell the sun yeah. yeah yeah the For those sun listening at home the sun has just come uh, out of the clouds <laughs> and is Beaming through the window mm-hmm. at the me. perfect height for Lisa's uh, eyes. <laughs> I'll be speaking from back here for from the rest here, yeah. of the recording. <laughs> Just take the mic with you over into a dark corner. <laughs> Don't worry. That's where she prefers to be. Jesus, <laughs> uh, Louise. Um, what else can we say about yeah, this episode? Yeah. Pedophile general. Oh, oh, which is like one of the jokes. That was. That's the one joke I think that... Could have been left out. Yeah. <laughs> That's one that is very consistent throughout the show. And I think. Uh, really? Yeah. Like early on, like there's. <laughs> oh, God. There's a an episode where uh, the boys, Hank and Dean's real mom comes back, who was Dr. Venture's former bodyguard, uh, oh. Myra. And uh, you find out that after they are kidnapped by her and they wake up in this like kind of abandoned motel uh, by themselves and they're like oh we're kidnapped again where are we you know just kind of like laissez-faire about it because it's it's happened so many times yeah and uh hank mentions oh this is like when we got kidnapped by sergeant hatred and dean's like i don't remember that he's like oh you were passed up because of the wine most of it was awful and so Whoa. like there's this and you know there's this overarching joke or you know theme throughout oh, the thing no. that he's like this uh that he's this pedophile and then you find out i think they try to make it not okay but they try to make it explainable by like season five or something you find out that he's 
he's got this injection, you know, like a super soldier injection. <laughs> but one of the side effects is it gives him this like pedophilic rage. Oh, what dude. Which is super, super strange and comes up a lot throughout the series. Oh, and, why, why, why do they keep bringing it up? Do you think that it's the writers dealing with their own, like something happened <laughs> to them? Be, could be. Or could are be. they specifically pointing to an episode of Johnny Quest could where something that. weird happened? I was, I was thinking they're saying something about the military industrial complex and, and mm. how it preys on young men. It does. It could be. That's, mm-hmm. that's very clever, too. Mm-hmm. I, I think a big portion of it, too, is that they, they take these characters that are have this kind of foundation in reality and then like exaggerate them to this point of ridiculousness. Like Brock is, mm. you know, he's the bodyguard and it's like, Oh, you think bodyguard, that's a good person. And he's just murdering like all these people all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually crazy. Yeah. There's like, he puts the Bowie knife in his mouth a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. well, specifically when he's naked because yeah. he doesn't have anywhere else. And he, <laughs> and he doesn't naked. use guns. He, he only uses the knife wow. in his hands because yeah. you know, whatever's around him. I did see some of the goons walking away with severed limbs. Yeah. Like just, they were destroyed. And I was like, Oh, there must've been a lot of traps and it was just Brock it's covered just in Brock. blood and that yeah. was it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it caused that much damage. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> or, you know, like you look at Dr. Venture and he's like, oh, it's super scientist. Like you think he's like trying to solve the world's problem, but he's just, he's this traumatized former boy adventurer because of his dad. Uh-huh. And, oh, no. you know, and he's like popping pills all the time. And, you know, it's like all these characters that you'd think you'd want to root for are just totally, they've got these very, human flaws so this I guess. this show is actually a tale of generational trauma actually oh, yeah because oh. yeah totally that's wild yeah doing it before Encanto bitches <laughs> Encanto my thick gringo accent yeah, yeah. Encanto before, en- before Encanto but much less accessible to a wider audience yeah <laughs> and I don't even know if generational trauma was in like the cultural zeitgeist at the time it might have no. just been in academic circles yeah <laughs> so. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it's also very telling because the show, you know, it's it's an early two thousand show, so like a punchline in an in inordinate amount of episodes is being gay. And it's just like, you know, that was like a punchline yeah. like early of on. Course. It's just like yeah, sure, the early two thousands that was it, but it's like we've grown as a society uh large <laughs> largely past right. that type of humor. I feel like back like like the whole point of like Dr. Girlfriend in the original concept of the character, I imagine is like, Oh, it's super funny to see like a very, like, like a traditional woman character, like a straight up, what's her name? Um, Jackie O, Jackie O, but with a, like a deep male voice and be yeah. like, Oh, she's definitely a man. Yeah. Um, uh, like, but we're, we've come to a point in society where she as a form and as a person are just innately accepted you know, yeah. at least like or are more like, oh, let's just accept her as she is right there and as she like would uh, prefer to be yeah. um, called and all that kind well, of I stuff. I mean, that character or now like, would just be like identifiably trans. Uh, yeah. And then that would yeah. be like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, what I think is great is that because of like oddly enough, because of the monarch's acceptance of this character, like in full, it's yeah. very much like this is. A, a character that is drawn like very attractively and yeah. and someone who in their own right is like very skilled and proficient in what they do. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, I remember like early on being like, wow, like I totally accept like who this character is, is like, I'm like fully behind like who this character is as, you know, uh, even like a villain without like, like all the other jokes that they put in there, like regarding like, oh, like she's a dude or whatever, or like I'm looking for scars 
is like something that Brock says <laughs> oh, at no. one point. Uh. You know. <laughs> oh no, Brock. And uh, but it's like all of that. It's like I I don't even think that that stuff really needs to be in there because if they just had this character that had this like deep voice as a like conventionally attractive like female person. It would have just been good on its own, like, yeah. Without yeah, like, anything absolutely. like that, absolutely. Without like, making commentary about it, yeah. yeah. And there's even an episode where she's kind of solo and cool. She's trying to find, you know, like a new, like super villain identity. The sun's really getting you right <laughs> there, really, right there, right there on you. I should just stand up. <laughs> I should just stand up. And I'm sorry to everyone listening, but she. You know, it's like, hey, I'm like trying to look for like a new supervillain identity and they're going through like, oh, you can be like this thing over here that's like very sexualized and this thing over here that's very sexualized. Oh, and no. She's like, I was looking for something that's more based off of my abilities rather than my sexuality, hey. which nice. I like for this show like is is like very progressive and. and so they're they're fully capable of making incredibly totally. intelligent jokes. And I mean, I guess if you pick into it, you know, if you look at it, it's not. It's it's great to see a character that that is trans be this very like I mean if you call if you call her trans um or relate to her as a trans person, I don't know, or a non-binary person, it's great to see that character uh be as successful and fleshed out and and not <laughs> not get killed, you know, yeah. like anything like that. It's great to see them be just like a center point of a show that that like a beloved character too. Yeah. I remember loving everything about her totally. i love her voice too yeah. mm-hmm. that's one of the best things about it is how <laughs> how unexpected it is in yeah. the same way that brock is unexpected right like every character has something about them that's like i mean he i didn't see that coming he he is the person who set up the lawn he chose the different <laughs> yeah. like strains of grass that oh, would make yeah. up the lawn to make it so lush <laughs> a blend and, of of something red cre- and creeping red and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and like tennessee blue or whatever yeah, like yeah. and it's just like oh that's very <laughs> i'm gonna say it again lush <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so specific yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh and then he just wants to go in and, and watch documentaries yeah yeah <laughs> He's of just, weapons. Yeah, he's but, over yeah. it, you know. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. fuck this party. But he also understands the point of the party, which is for Dr. Venture to meet these. Like, he's like, yeah. no, no, socially speaking, this is for you to, you know, yeah. do that. Yeah. Do the thing. Mingle. Mingle, yeah. Mingle. <laughs> Mingle, damn you. <laughs> yeah, and even the, <clears throat> the, the main villain in this, oh, that's, he's in it. He hates the monarch so much that he wants to make Dr. Venture's life amazing. Yeah. 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 And by <laughs> yeah, proxy, like totally, totally mess up the monarch's <laughs> vibe. Yeah. Which is great. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends with a fart joke. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And so like, good. <laughs> and like all of this building tension for like a bomb and it just doesn't go off. Nothing happens. And it's a dumb fart joke. And then, yeah. and, and, and then Dr. Like, Venture's again. Oblivious. Oblivious. Yeah. No totally oblivious. Know. Thinks it's the shrimp. Thinks it's the shrimp. <laughs> That's what he thought it was? Oh, he thought it was the shrimp that he ate. He yeah. ate. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I'm with you. Yeah. Now I'm following. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We do have a review. <laughs> One out of ten. <laughs> it did not that good by Dan the Hero on in April 2022. Is this of the episode? No, this is of the show. Oh, but it's a 2022 review oh interesting wow is that right you put that info on yeah 
Wow. Yeah, you that wrote was this in review? there. You wrote this Dan review? the Hero. It, look, I'm Dan. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you kidding me? I watched the first three seasons and decided to drop it because I don't think it's funny. And then I hear it gets groundbreakingly good after season three. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> if it takes that long to get good, you might as well just drop it. Nobody wants to wait that amount of time. If you are reading this review, make sure not to watch this series. It gets canceled anyway. It's not as good as it's pumped up to be. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and everybody knows that that Venture Brothers is a craze. That people have talked about this show. Yeah. For years as being a a, a cornerstone of comedic animation, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that Dan um, uh, just is mostly pissed off that he quit before it got like <laughs> exceptional. I didn't like it. Yeah. And then it's it got good. Regret. And then it got yeah. good. <laughs> and I refused to watch it. Yeah, now. Screw that. I refused to watch it after the fact. Come on, man. <laughs> it's the, it's the, come on, man, yeah. for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh-huh. Uh, do you? What are your thoughts on that, Johnny? On that review? S- astute. Yeah. Astute. <laughs> right on. With it. With it. No. I think, you know, uh, Dan Dan has his regrets, and, and that's fair, and he's mm-hmm. not willing to admit when he was wrong mm. and go back and give it a second shot. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's his own undoing. Damn. Damn. Damn, Dan. Damn, Dan. Dan. <laughs> the hero. Right? <laughs> Do you think this is the same Dan? Mm, yeah, I, it is. Dan, All the Dan's are that Daniel Dan. Daniel became a television reviewer. Yeah, no, yeah. it's him. Just look it, it is up. Him. Yeah, look yeah. it up. Look it up. People on the street. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Look it up. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, Yeah, thanks, hey, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me. I, I have been listening to so many episodes. Right. Uh, Which and is very nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I... The most recent one I was listening to was Twilight, uh, Twilight Zone. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. And your friend made a great point where it's like, yeah, you know, you're listening to these two or, you know, in the guests. And it's just like you're off to the side being like, like replying to what they're saying because you just feel uh, like such a part of it. Like you you guys do a great job of bringing the third chair, you know, that that idea of like someone else being there into it very well. Hell yeah. And so, That's yeah. Nice. So I've always, yeah. I've always really enjoyed it. Uh, Ever since Lisa told me about it, well, Thank you. awesome. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you feel about <laughs> us when we are absolutely bad shit like we were on that four twenty episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was. You know, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I, right I thought it was great. Right on. Good. I can only imagine the state of mind that oh, you guys god. were in. Oh god! But it 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 seemed very fun. Mm-hmm. Who did you kill, Adam? Oh, you know, you got a, blood a lot of splattered all mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. this Kleenex box. It's either Kool Aid or thinned out blood. Yep. Very taste sticky. it. Taste yeah. it. Taste it to see. Oh, negative. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That's my blood type. That's you. Did you kill me? In the future. <laughs> and then I brought the box back. <laughs> I'm a I'm a time serial killer. Yeah. You're setting yourself up. Yeah. For, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Well, this is a time vortex, right? We figured that out. That's true. The we are in yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> they're synced up right now. So, they are. but in a minute, <laughs> oh, there they are. Six seventeen. Six eighteen. There it is. We're out. We're out. Uh, if you if you could tell people listening to mm-hmm. leave us a review, what would you have them leave in that review? Mm-hmm. And feel free to take any kind of liberties. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of pressure that you've just put on me. Uh, 
Well, okay, I'll put, I, I'll put you in a mind space. I'll okay. put you in a mind space. Okay. Okay, you've pulled your car over. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You're getting out of your car. Okay. Throwing your keys in the nearest ditch and walking away. Okay. And as you're walking away, you turn around and uh-huh. yell back at your car. <laughs> <laughs> you're making fun of your car? <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh Season three, episode four is the best podcast I've ever heard. I don't know why I drive you everywhere. (laughs) The only reason why is so that I can listen to the podcast. You mean nothing to me, old uh, 68 sedan uh, car of some reputable uh, make and model that I don't know. Yeah. 68? Yeah, 68. Wow. I'm I'm pretty broke right now. Dang. It's, It's way... I, I'm amazed it survived this long. Yeah, I mean that sounds. Me too. I mean, I, it's vintage. It's duct tape and bubble gum, <laughs> just keeping it together. <laughs> Isn't that all of us? Uh, thank you, anyone who wrote a review. Thank you for uh, writing this review down, uh, word for word, from what Johnny said. Um, and thank you for listening to season three, episode four. Our theme song is written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. Yeah, uh, of Space, Space Out, Out Makeout. Out. Yeah. yeah. Find them on Instagram. Find them on Spotify. Listen to them. Yeah. Uh, you can find... I don't know. I you can find Lisa on Oscar. Instagram yeah. as L-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A. Yeah. And you can find Adam as... Something. I forgot what it was. I'm so sorry. Jamming HD. That's it. And you can yeah. find Oz as... There he is. As a little, as a little pup, he's a little sitting pup. on the couch, he's all curled up on the couch with an Instagram that I'm sure will be noted. It's oh. Ozzy the Buddy, Ozzy the Buddy, Ozzy Easy I E. For those listening, if you have not met Ozzy, he's big. He's a big guy. He's a big mm-hmm. pup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His click clacks are loud because he's hefty. I thought he's a little chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom has a chihuahua listening. that looks exactly yeah. like him. A little, oh, a little cute. mini Ozzy. I'll show you a picture. His name uh, is Odin. Oh. Uh-huh. You nice. can find this podcast at season three, episode four. The words are words, the numbers are numbers. Join us next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 What's up, What is the episode?